are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm spelling bee champion George Coloris. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and here with me today are my very funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. Hello, George. Hello, Abigail. Hello, Alex. Hey, I'll Alex. speak to you. <laughs> and Abigail Williams. Hi, my name's Abigail Williams. I am the cleaner, dirty sound effects edition champion. So just so you're all aware, that's who I am right now, mm, right here. Mm-hmm. I promise not to rub that in every week, but it needs at least one mention that I won the spelling bee last week. Uh, well, all right, whatever. You know, I'll let you have it. You work <laughs> hard for that. I am as smart as a ninth grader. You can spell like a ninth grader. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, Fair enough. Each week we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. Each of us are going to share a story and we're going to pick one to dive into. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week? This week, I'm laughing at someone who almost got drowned in the spirit. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Alexander, what are you laughing at this week? I was today years old when I learned that Macaulay Culkin and Brenda Song are in a relationship. Oh, I did not know that. Me too. Me too. (laughs) What's making me laugh this week is Zola. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got to vote. Abigail, my vote's for your story. Me too. I kind of want to hear who got drowned. <laughs> I said all emotion. <laughs> okay, so it's me. All right, sounds good. I was talking with a friend of mine, a pastor friend, and he was discussing the first time his father-in-law ever baptized someone. For those of you who don't know what baptism is, it is What Christians call an outward symbol of an inner decision. You take somebody who says they believe in Jesus and you dunk them underwater and you bring them right back up. It's a whole symbol. This guy was baptizing somebody for the first time ever. And you may think it's easy to dunk somebody, but there's kind of a technique to it. This guy starts to baptize this poor man. And he takes him by the hands and he says, I now baptize you, my brother, in the name of the dunk father in the name of the son in the name of the holy spirit this man is still under and i just want to say he was buried with sin still underwater and raised to walk in newness of life and this man comes out from his baptism and goes (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) he almost died and went to heaven i guess as he was being baptized But I mean, really at least he would have known he would have made it through, right? <laughs> he was going straight to heaven. Great. It just would have been the death of his body. <laughs> so awkward for everyone else, though. So awkward. Oh, my God. I cannot imagine how terrifying that had to have been. To be. I thought I was getting saved, and instead I'm getting killed. <laughs> I wonder which one is worse. I saw a baptism one time on Twitter. And it was a baby. They were dipping the baby like a chicken nugget. It was very intense. (laughs) I wonder which is worse. In the name of the Father, whoosh. In the name of the Son, whoosh. In the name of the Holy Spirit, whoosh. Or being held there and possibly almost seeing that light. (laughs) Like that light. Here's (laughs) coming to me now. (laughs) I had another friend, and I hesitate to say this. I hope he never hears this. He probably won't. Who knows? 
he was baptizing someone for the first time, and it was in a tank that was kind of short in length. He didn't get the guy to sit far enough forward, so when he starts to baptize him, this poor man's head bumps against the edge of it. He can't go under. Well, my bro decides, I don't care. He's going under. So he just keeps shoving him. Get this man underwater. And we're all sitting there in the audience like, oh, my gosh. The the congregation, what have you. He's shoving this man. The man's little white forehead stayed above water the whole time but the rest of him was submerged just back and forth could not get up that was the last time they ever asked him to baptize anybody (laughs) (laughs) wonder why (laughs) prudes so that's my story thanks that's really funny (laughs) yes i love it on the subject of religion and trauma A couple weeks ago, we talked about Satan shoes and Lil Nas X's mm-hmm. video Montero. Yeah. I remember. I can never forget. I tried. <laughs> For listeners who haven't seen the video, Lil Nas rides a stripper pole right down to hell where he seduces mm-hmm. and ultimately kills the devil. It's a very hypersexual, very gay, very sacrilegious in some weird ways video. And it's caused a bit of a controversy, especially on Twitter, where everything is controversial. That's right. And we have a bit on this show called Lyrics for Mom. Mm, but I mm-hmm. saw those lyrics, and I am not reading those to my mom. <laughs> I'm not even reading them for me. <laughs> I thought we'd twist this game up and call it George's Mom Watches the Little Nas Video. That's not a great segment title, but that's what I'd set up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new I name of this George. segment. <laughs> Earlier today, I went by my mom's house. And sat down with her and had her watch the Lil Nas video. And I thought I'd play her reaction for you guys. Oh, I'm excited. I'm here with my mom, Chris, and we're about to play a version of Lyrics for Mom game. In this version, mom is about to watch a music video and listen to the lyrics for the very first time. How do you feel about that, mom? It will be interesting to see what's going on. Last month, a new video came out called My Name is Montero by an artist called Little Nas. Have you ever heard of Little Nas X before? Never heard of that person. I'm going to play his last hit for you and see if you recognize it. What did you think of his song? Not very much. It was very hard to understand what he was saying. That was a number one hit for several weeks, one of the longest songs ever at number one, and it was a collaboration with Billy Ray Cyrus. Do you remember Billy Ray Cyrus? Yes. That was his big hit, so Lil Nas X has come out with a follow-up, hopefully making a song as big as that one by making it more controversial. Call me when you want, call me when you need, call me in the morning, I'll be on the way. Call me when you want, call me when you need, call me up by your name, I'll be on the way. The background is beautiful. The rest of it is ridiculous. Actually, it's disgusting. (laughs) What I'm saying is somebody being, how am I going to say this? Raped? Oh my god. <laughs> well, he was pulling away and she was on him. So, I don't know how else you describe it. <laughs> I will never watch this video if I'd known it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Actually, it's funny. <laughs> so now he's riding a stripper bowl down the hill. 
<laughs> that looks like hell, though. <laughs> really tight boots. Is that supposed to be Hades? It's supposed to be the devil. So he's making up to the devil so he will have a better seat in the underworld. <laughs> and people watch this, right? Yeah, 125 million people have watched this since it came out two weeks ago. And how many million people liked it? That's an excellent question. <laughs> Because I watched it. I'm part of those millions, but that doesn't mean I liked it or I want to see it again. But you definitely had a much more positive reaction than I expected. You laughed a lot. Lil Nas X is an openly gay rapper, which is rare. Okay. This video is a response to people who think gay people are sinful. And he's like, you tell me to go to hell, I'll go to hell. What do you think about that with this message, this video? Do you feel like that's coming through? Well, he went to hell for sure. And he took over hell. <laughs> It sure did. The background was really beautiful. Especially in the beginning with all those different blues and everything. It was gorgeous. And then the ancient ruins. And then he went to hell from there. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> then at one point, Lil Nas rides a stripper pole down to hell. Yes. He needed to do a better job than that. He was really taking his time. You think he was too slow? If he wanted to go to hell, he should have done it faster since he was trying anyway. <laughs> and then at the end, he kills the devil and takes over hell. He was seducing the devil in order to do that. It was a wicked game he was playing. Yes. He wanted to be the devil. So it has nothing to do with being gay and going to hell. It has to do with him wanting to go to hell and taking over hell. Because gay don't go to hell. That's stupid. I don't believe that God is against gays for anything I don't believe in that because if God was against gays, why has he given them so many good things in life? Straights have a bad life. Gays have bad lives. Gays have good life. Straight have good life. He gives children to gay people. He gives great jobs, education. How can we say that gays go to hell? No, I think that's a really good point. And I think that's in a weird way what Lil Nas X is also trying to say. He just didn't say it the same way you did. This was very weird. You've been pretty hard on me in the past, especially when I was younger, about the music videos I watched. You know, Madonna was really risque. You didn't really like that. This is even worse. So if I was 15 years old, would I be forbidden from watching this? Honey, I would have broken every record of that. <laughs> so what makes it funny is also you're watching it with your 40-year-old son and not your 14-year-old son. Yes. I will not watch this with a teenager. You know how many times I will take away anything that was censored. I wouldn't even let you play Nintendo with guns because I was so much against violence. This is violence. It starts with rape, it has seduction, it has everything in it. I'm against the whole thing. Hilarious, yes, but something for teenagers to watch? No. As part of the promotion for this video, Lil Nas X also released some black and red Nike shoes called Satan shoes. The shoes had upside-down crosses on them, a pentagram, and apparently one drop of human blood in them. No, no. That's against any kind of Christianity. I don't care what religion anybody is. You don't use the cross on shoes. My brother had a pair of work boots that had cross on the soles. I made him throw away. And they were expensive shoes because you don't step on Jesus' cross. So you would not be okay if one of the grandkids came home with Satan shoes? I will throw them away. What if you found out that the Satan shoes cost $1,100? I will throw them away. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the worst and 10 being the best, what do you rank this video you just saw? Zero. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for playing along with Lyrics for Mom, the live edition. 
Anytime you need me, I'll be here. I got to say, George, my favorite thing about your mom is how funny she found all of this. (laughs) She laughed her ass off. I did not expect that. I thought she was going to be really hurt, and I was getting ready to shame you as publicly as I could for harassing your mother. But instead, she thought it was funny, and that makes me laugh. I'm with you, Abigail. I appreciate that. Yeah, she's like, it's horribly inappropriate, but really ridiculous and really funny. (laughs) I just think that it's funny that if you had brought that to her when you were a teenager... Oh, That's unlikely. Completely. We would be writing scripts about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should continue. Alex, your mom, and Abigail, your mom, they're going to be watching any rate. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I am not showing that video <laughs> to my mother. I, you can pay me to do that. I would be so uncomfortable, I couldn't breathe. It's so funny, though, that the theme of talking to our moms about this song is coming up because I think everyone's mom is coming in contact with this song. I had a conversation with my mom last week. She was just like, oh, my goodness. Mm-mm, I don't even know what to think. And you know how I am. I'm always with the woo saw. And I was like, you know, he's an artist. He's just speaking about us as the congregation and how we've treated the LGBT community and She's like, I know, but it just seems like so much. <laughs> I'm just like, I know, Mom. I know. I know. Fair enough. That's really funny. Well, glad that my mom did not smack me or something yeah, when I showed that right. to her. I was a little worried. I'm like, what is going to be the consequence of this? I'm glad she enjoyed it. I appreciate her listening to that and participating. I am, too. And thanks for being willing to put your life on the line and show that. <laughs> Anything right. for content. Yeah, we and the listeners are grateful. We appreciate the sacrifices you make for your comedy. <laughs> we are joined this week by a great guest, Allison Rogers, writer, musician, and one of the singers from Atlanta's hit parody group, Atlantia. How are you, Allison? I'm great, and I love that you just described us as Atlanta's hit that's right you are you're a hit you're the deal man say anything you want and let them prove it's not true yeah yeah you can't prove there's no quantifiable data saying that we're not that is george's strategy (laughs) that's how you really become successful you name it you claim it and Mm. then you become it boom you blab it you grab it my dad always says Allison, we are so excited to have you on the podcast today. Allison is a good friend of mine. We go way back. How many years? Way six, seven. Allison and I sing together a lot. And Allison, like George mentioned, is a part of a parody group called Atlantia. Give us the lowdown, Allison. What do you do? We kind of stumbled into improv. I was terrified and I didn't want to do it. My two friends that are in Atlantia with me forced me against my will to go to dad's garage. We went one time and we got pulled on stage to do background vocals for an improv musical sketch. Oh, that's the nightmare of my life. Oh, it was immediate. It was effortless. It was so amazing. So then we started taking classes and then we started writing. This is so niche. Parody happy birthday songs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. I love this. We made a happy birthday mashup using Fergie's terrible national anthem at the <laughs> NBA classic. game. That's a classic. I remember that one. Yes. Play a clip mm. of that. Yeah. <laughs> and people heard it and they were like, oh my God, that's really funny. And so we just kept going with happy birthday videos. And then we were like, you know, we could maybe branch out from we the one. We don't have one, to just sing happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
then we started making fun of ourselves. We've got some stuff about being a millennial and paying $10 for avocado toast that you could make at home for fun. <laughs> right. We've yeah. got stuff about online dating, stuff about getting caught in MLMs. We parodied Old Town Road to Oil Town Road about people who sell essential oils. Um, I love it. Yeah. That's amazing, Allison. It's been fun. It's been a crazy ride. And then 2020 hit and we didn't do anything. That's odd. That doesn't make sense. Lazy. All right. <laughs> you guys took an improv class at Dad's Garage, and then you ended up opening for one of their shows. Is that right? We did. We went through all four levels at Dad's. Sounds like a weird cult thing, and maybe it is. <laughs> and then we ended up opening for their Christmas shows, the Invasion Christmas Carol. Oh, those are great shows, too. Yeah, it was really fun. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have all of Atlantia on, and we're going to have a fun Atlantia special. But today, we're going to play a short clip from one of the parodies you guys have written. What clip are you going to play for us today? Millennial Dream. If I'm gauging the demographic right, I think Millennial Dream, which is a parody of Katy Perry's Teenage Dream. I don't even remember my teenage years, so (laughs) I had to go with Millennial. (laughs) Well, you may not know, Joe Biden is a hardcore listener of our podcast. You might have yeah. misengaged our audience. I'm going to say that he probably also doesn't remember his teenage years. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably right about that. Oh. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this clip from Millennial Dream. Let's spend all we have tonight. No regrets. Just fun. We will work. Until we die, you and I can never retire. You make me feel like I'm living the millennial dream. The way you lead me on, I can't seem to save enough. I keep overdrafting, keep overdrafting. My heart stops when I look and see you abroad on my From Italy, from Italy, ten buck avocado toast, even though I'm broke, could have made it at home, but why? I might be 83 with no money, but I'll be trendy tonight, 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 tonight. That is fantastic. Thank you, That's Allison, really for sharing that clip with us. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Allison, being an improviser, we couldn't let you get out of here without playing a game. Could so, I? Yes. The rest of us are shaking in our boots a little, but we're going to do our best. This improv game that we are going to play is called Alphabet. Each player has to start each sentence with the subsequent letter of the alphabet, and we're going to go around in a circle. It's kind of like the round robin when you're telling a story one sentence at a time, except each of us has to start the next sentence with the next letter in the alphabet. So if George is A, I have to start my sentence with B, Allison with C, Alexandra with D, and so on. Make sense? I have one question. Mm -hmm. Does this have to make any sense? If we're good at our job, it should make some. The pressure's on there. <laughs> the pressure's yep. on. We are using the English alphabet and not the Greek alphabet. Greek okay. is also fine. 
<laughs> I do still remember a lot of it from high school. I don't know why. I don't know how to do my taxes, but I do know how to say Greek alphabet. <laughs> but let's stick with English. All right. Let's get this party started. George, here we go. Aardvark. There's an effing aardvark in here. Bull. <laughs> Can you believe it? Damn, that aardvark is fast. Everyone knows I'm allergic to aardvarks. That aardvark. <laughs> God, I can't tell you the last time I saw an aardvark in these parts. How many aardvarks could possibly be around? I don't know, but I want it out of here now. Just clarifying, there's one aardvark? Kudos to you for being able to count that aardvark. <laughs> I'm insulted. Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe we can sell the aardvark. My God, what is wrong with you, woman? Let's just get it out of here. No way. I've always wanted a pet aardvark. Okay, okay, okay. There's got to be an easy way to settle this. Perhaps we'll put it outside. Queen Latifah would know what to do. Real talk, man. Seriously, <laughs> she's the aardvark queen. That's actually what it's short for. Aardvark Queen Latifah. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. Under what circumstances do you think we could call her? Very specific ones. (laughs) We really need to think about this because she hates to be contacted, especially about aardvarks. (laughs) Xylophone typically sends signals to Queen Latifah, and she Mm. might hear from us then. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Let's send her a xylophone message. Zip, zap, zop. Let's send it along, baby. Absolutely. Done. (laughs) And scene. Great job, everybody. That was actually much more coherent than I expected. Abigail, I wanted you to end that with definitely. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) If I had had your flair, I could have come up with that. Definitely, baby. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Allison, thank you so much for coming on today, for telling us about Atlantia. We can't wait to have you back with the rest of the group in a couple of weeks' time. We are very excited about it. Any chance we get to talk about ourselves or (laughs) to make fun of ourselves, we love it. (laughs) Allison, if people want to listen to Atlantia stuff in the meantime, where can they go to listen? You can go to Instagram. Our handle is at we are Atlantia, which is Atlanta with an I, or like Portlandia, which is where we unabashedly stole it. <laughs> Same for Facebook. We do have a YouTube. We're just really terrible at YouTube because we thought that it didn't exist anymore. Right. We'll have to get back to you on the YouTube front. They're about to get into TikTok. Keep we are. For that. We are. Yeah. We're going to tick every talk. <laughs> cannot wait. Thanks again so much for joining us. Allison, you are the best. We cannot wait to hang again soon. Yes, thanks for having me. This was not nearly as scary as I was expecting. Thanks a lot. It was great to have you on. Yeah, thanks. In this week's Literature Corner, we are reading from Politically Correct Bedtime Stories by James (laughs) Finn Garner. This 
is a great collection of stories written a few years ago, but it feels very current. I thought we would read Little Red Riding Hood today. There was once a young person named Red Riding Hood who lived with her mother on the edge of a large wood. One day, her mother asked her to take a basket of fresh fruit and mineral water to her grandmother's house. Mineral water. Not because this was woman's work, (laughs) mind you, but because the deed was generous and helped engender a feeling of community. Furthermore, her grandmother was not sick, but rather was in full physical and mental health and was fully capable of taking care of herself as a mature adult. (laughs) So Red Riding Hood set off with her basket through the woods. Many people believed that the forest was a foreboding and dangerous place and never set foot in it. Red Riding Hood, however, was confident enough in her own budding sexuality that such obvious Freudian imagery (laughs) did not intimidate her. Oh, man. On the way to Grandma's house, Red Riding Hood was accosted by a wolf who asked her what was in her basket. She replied, Some healthful snacks for my grandmother, who is certainly capable of taking care of herself as a mature adult. (laughs) The wolf said, You know, my dear, it isn't safe for a little girl to walk through these woods alone. Red Riding Hood said, I find your sexist remark offensive in the extreme, but I will ignore it because of your traditional status as an outcast from society, the stress of which has caused you to develop your own entirely valid worldview. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must be on my way. Red Riding Hood walked along the main path, but because his status outside society had freed him from slavish adherence to linear Western-style thought, (laughs) the wolf knew a quicker route to Grandma's house. He burst into the house and ate Grandma, an entirely valid course of action for a carnivore such as himself. (laughs) Then, unhampered (laughs) by rigid traditionalist notions of what was masculine or feminine, he put on Grandma's nightclothes and crawled into bed. Red Riding Hood entered the cottage and said, Grandma, I have brought you some fat-free, sodium-free snacks to salute you in your role of a wise and nurturing matriarch. From the bed, the wolf said softly, Come closer, child, so that I might see you. Red Riding Hood said, Oh, I forgot you were as optically challenged as a bat. Grandma, what big eyes you have. Oh, they have seen much and forgiven much, my dear. Grandma, what a big nose you have. Only relatively, of course, and certainly attractive in its own way. (laughs) It has smelled much and forgiven much, my dear. Grandma, what big teeth you have. The wolf said, I am happy with who I am and what I am, and leapt out of the bed. He grabbed Red Riding Hood in his claws, intent on devouring her. Red Riding Hood screamed. (gasps) Not out of alarm at the wolf's apparent tendency towards cross-dressing, but because of his willful invasion of her personal space. Her screams were heard by a passing woodchopper person, or log fuel technician, as he preferred to be called. When he burst into the cottage, he saw Melee there and tried to intervene. But as he raised his axe, Red Riding Hood and the wolf both stopped. And just what do you think you're doing? Asked Red Riding Hood. The woodchopper person blinked and tried to answer, but no words came to him. Bursting in here like a Neanderthal, trusting your weapon to do your thinking for you? Sexist? Speciest? How dare you assume that women and wolves can't solve their own problems without a man's help? When she heard Red Riding Hood's impassioned speech, Grandma jumped out of the wolf's mouth, took the woodchopper person's axe, and cut his head off. After this ordeal, Red Riding Hood, Grandma, and the wolf felt a certain commonality of purpose. 
They decided to set up an alternative household based on mutual respect and cooperation, and they lived together in the woods happily ever after. (laughs) (laughs) OMG. That's fantastic. Do you guys say Neanderthal or Neanderthal? I've heard it both ways. Neanderthal. Never heard it as Neanderthal. That's fancy, though. I do think it's fancy, but I'm glad that we're in agreement here. I was nervous. George, this was great. Where did you find this? My husband, Chris, gave it to me. We were talking about, I don't know what, because I'm a bad listener. And he was like, oh, (laughs) if you like that, you'll love this. And then he sent this to me, and I did. I thought it was really funny. And I appreciate him sending it, even though he will not hear this. I quite agree. I think that this is a lot of fun. And I think because this is a collection of stories, we will be revisiting this in the future. Mm -hmm. For sure. I would love to find out more about what happens to these characters in this modern world. Yeah. This politically correct take on these stories is slightly empowering. (laughs) This has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. Thank you so much to our guest, Allison Rogers, for joining us today. For more information about Atlantia, check out We Are Atlantia on Facebook and Instagram. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you so much to producer Jane Boynton, who edits our show. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye. Bye.